0: All right, this is Brent Leary, and with me today is Amy Downs. Amy is the Chief Customer Success and Happiness Officer for Life Size. Amy, thank you for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me, Brent.
0: Well, we're going to talk about that title because it's a really cool title, uh, and we're going to talk about uh, kind of a, a really interesting story about net promoter scores and going from a kind of a really bad one to kind of a really good one. Um, But before we jump into that, maybe you can give us a little of your personal background.
1: Absolutely. So I've been in the tech space for many, many years. I started as a uh, a coding software, as a software engineer uh, early in my career and realized very quickly that I missed working with people and customers. And so uh, over time, I've just really enjoyed um, creating experiences and uh, working with people uh, with employees, happy employees equals happy customers and so um so really have spent the uh, the, the last few years of my career um, focused in on um, uh, both both growing startups and also this uh, um, what we've done here at life size, which is really a bit of a turnaround uh, and so so really helping companies to understand the importance that uh, that customer obsession has uh, to uh, to the overall bottom line.
0: Tell us about what you guys do over at life size.
1: Sure. So um, we were the uh, the very first creators of uh, HD video conferencing many many moons ago. We started as a hardware company, uh, and uh, we were acquired. As so so for all those small business listeners out there and entrepreneurs, um, Craig Malloy is our CEO and and started a uh, company manufacturing amazing um, video conferencing endpoints and uh, we were acquired by Logitech in 2009 for about $405 million Uh, so very successful acquisition Um, and then in 2012 the market really started to shift we were seeing a lot of the the on-premise infrastructure video conferencing market was uh, was really uh, declining and at the same time as consumer apps like Facebook and, uh, and Skype, you know, people started to get used to this concept of talking with each other on video. And so we, we noticed a shift in the market where B2B video conferencing was just taking off like crazy. And we had to make a decision either we sort of, sort of rode, the, um, rode that trend line down um, by staying with, with our on-premise solution uh, or we decided to make the shift and, and really take our on-premise solution and put that in the cloud. Uh, and that's what we did. So we did a complete overhaul of our product offering uh, to a cloud-based service. Uh, we completely changed the entire structure of the organization. And we knew as a cloud service provider that it's so easy for customers in a cloud-based world to, to switch. And uh, LifeSize didn't have a huge focus on uh, customers. We were a, a manufacturer of hardware devices and a three-tier distribution model. So we were very far separated from customers. And so we really needed to bring in uh, what I call some customer service DNA into the company. And, and Craig Malloy knew that. And, uh, and so I joined LifeSize uh, back in um, uh, May of 2014.
0: And you joined that because... Uh well, uh, it looks like there, as you said, there was a little bit of a challenge when it came to customer service. And it looks like when you joined the net promoter score for uh, the company was uh, really low. Um, I, <laughs> it looks like it was kind of uh, negative, negative four. And so yes. that's uh, that's where you come into the picture and your title, uh, Chief Customer Success and Happiness Officer uh, plays a role. So what exactly were you know the number is bad so what exactly uh was the the main challenge to make that number so bad and why did you uh, why did they bring you in to kind of solve that problem
1: great question so um we when we rolled out our on-premise uh infrastructure solution and i remember remember interviewing with craig and he says you know we, he's like we had a few product problems um but but nothing you can't solve and and we're also making this shift to an on, uh, on, uh, our cloud-based solution, and, and he says, and we really need a full focus on, on customer obsession. And so uh, I walked in the door. I didn't, I don't think I realized, because Craig was telling me, I didn't think I realized how bad it was. Um, but, uh, but I read through our customer surveys, and really the biggest challenge for us at that time was our customer support department. Um, but as you know, I'm a huge believer that uh, customer service is does not just sit with customer support, it is a company based uh, initiative. And so, the, the big piece that LifeSize was lacking, and it was the reason that I joined, was because Craig realized he's like, Amy, we need a, a culture uh, of customer obsession in, in order to win in this market. And, and the reason I joined was because he understood the link between a very strong culture and being and creating you know this this um uh, customers for what we call customers for life and so um so we i got in the like i said the biggest area that we were really struggling with was was in customer support we did have some product issues they weren't as major um as um uh, as we actually thought and so um so one of the first things i asked to the uh, to the support team was do we get feedback from our customers. Do we have any voice of the customer program here at LifeSize? And they said, well, yeah, we, we actually send out these support surveys. We get them back. And I said, well, what do we do with them? And they're like, oh, we, really nothing. And I said, okay, well, where do, where do I find these surveys um, and this customer feedback? And so I remember sitting here one night, it was about seven o'clock and looked through all those surveys and I was like, oh boy, <laughs> I said, oh boy, we got some work to do, um, but nothing like major. And, and so what it really told me was that you know, the, there, there are kind of three pillars, I think, to to really fixing any problem. You know, it, it all starts with the people. Um, and usually those folks just need to sort of know a direction, like what's important. They need to know how you know, the work that they do uh, connects with the customer and how important that is, how important customers are to our business. Um, and then they need really the processes and systems to be successful. Uh, and so, you know, we like I said, the we did an effective uh, NPS. It was negative four at the time. Um, and so so really, there were just a couple of of what I would say simple things that, that we did. Um, I first, you know needed Craig's, I needed everyone at life size because again, this was a full company initiative to know that Craig was like behind us, right? That this was that um, that what we were building and the changing of our culture was a was a CEO driven initiative. Um, and I had his full sponsorship, and so um, we we educated the um, the entire company. Uh, we brought Net Promoter in as the as the system to use to bring the voice of the customer back into the business. Um, and so we educated everybody on the importance of our customers. Uh, we, you know, I, I think during that first town hall meeting where um, uh, where we were where Craig and I were doing that, we said, I said, you know, who who pays our paychecks? Do is it the um, you know? Do you think it's the board of directors? You know, we got all these different answers from our employees, and no one said our customers. And I said, "Y'all, that's who pays our paychecks. That is who's putting food on our table. Um, that's who allows us to drive, you know, good cars and have, you know, have homes and and and, uh, and and go do fun things." And so, you know, I said, "It's it's our jobs and our commitment back to that community um, and back to our customers to 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 do the right thing by them." And every single person here at Size plays a role in that. And so we started to put our Net Promoter program in place and gather that feedback. Um, One of the one of the challenge areas, as I mentioned, was our customer support department, and there were just like a few tweaks that we made there. One, the team had no clue um, when there were some systems issues, and so you know they did. There, they customers did not know that. What what I would say that the first thing they did know. It was that, that we had the ball, right, that ticket comes in, um, and we never gave them that initial response to say, hey, we, we've got your ticket, um, you know, and, and here are the next steps. Um, so, so we made some really small minor adjustments. We put a couple of tools in place that helped that team to really see when tickets were coming in and how they were aging. Um, we we basically we we educated them on the philosophy the vision for what we wanted customer obsession to look like and um and ultimately really just built that team up so that they i mean they were beat down you know they sort of were i would say they were shoved off in a corner um and and really very disconnected from the business and when support tickets came in it was like oh those are the people that you know that that are going to answer that ticket but there there just was no no um uh, what I would say, no love for that team, if you will, and so you know my job was really to help them to understand how important they were and what a critical role they played in the success of our company and um, give them a couple of tools that they needed to be really successful and so um, we actually uh, we were recognized we won uh, a gold Stevie award for customer service team of the year for making the transformation we We started as I mentioned with an, an MPs of negative four. Um, And that MPS today is uh, uh, over 70. So that team has done, you know, same team, uh, same people. Uh, We brought a couple more people on. But ultimately, it just, you know, it it speaks volumes to, you know, if you just let folks know how, you know, you kind of set that vision and give them the, the, the systems and processes they need to be successful and just believe in them you know, let them know that they're making a difference and what they do makes a difference and that they're, they're adding value and they've got a, you know, a greater purpose. That's all it takes. That's really, that's, that was the biggest piece of what we did.
0: Uh, that's great. So how is the, the rise of the NPS score? Uh, what kind of impact has that had on uh, like the retention rates and even revenue or, if any ballparks that you could talk about in terms of figures and, and the impact that's had.
1: Absolutely. So um, we launched our cloud service, as I mentioned, um, really uh, in May, late May of 2014. Um, we are uh, approaching 4,000 new customers. Uh, our uh, retention rates are fantastic we um We actually you know we we measure customers on all sorts of vectors uh, and and we beat industry benchmarks on uh churn and and ultimately what we call net positive a r r and and a lot of that again is just changing the culture of our company so really not just with the customer support team but with the entire company and bringing that voice of the customer program in. So that we continually drive change over time, and that that change has helped us with with reference customers um, we fifty uh, percent of the customers that um, uh, that we ask to be references on our on our net promoter surveys um, uh, are say that yes we we absolutely are willing to be a reference and um, and do case studies so so lots of um, lots of advocates and and promoters out there um, we we actually have had a total of uh, 300. Uh, actually, it's approaching 350% growth in all of our individual registered users uh, making calls on the system, um, and 204% growth in our minutes uh, uh, call volumes year over year. And so, you know, the um, and we continue to grow at, at just a phenomenal rate. And and all all of that, you know. What I say is, uh, over two years, if if we had unhappy customers and uh, we weren't devoting a lot of time to ensuring that everything that we do, from the way that we build our product, um, to the you know to the way that those customers are onboarded, uh, to the to the way that we ensure that we're delivering value to them through the through our products and our people uh, and our support every single day. Um, you know, and, and just being easy to do business with as a company, um, you know, if we weren't doing those things right, I could tell you that our churn rates would not, would not be where they're at today. Um, and certainly our, our acquisition wouldn't be either. Um, and so that's, that's just, it speaks volumes to, um you know, to the, to the turnaround and, and, and the focus that we put on, on customer obsession.
0: And so it sounds like as the business model has changed and you went from uh, you're in the first incarnation to being cloud-based, subscription-based, uh, the service model has become central to the the overall business model, and you find that a lot too. In terms of if you you know traditionally you put a, put together a business, it's a, it was around the product. You you create the product, um, and then you sell the product, and then hopefully a lot of people buy the product, and then. Uh, At some point, people start calling the products breaking down and then enough people call about the product breaking down. Then the customer service (laughs) uh, business part piece starts to become, you know, uh, important. But in today's world where it is a subscription based and and typically it's a month to month kind of uh, payment plans, the service model has to be there central and at the beginning because if you don't have the, the service model figured out, the people who sign up this month may not sign up the next month and you lose that revenue a lot quicker than you did in the traditional uh, business from five or 10 years ago.
1: Absolutely, and I think you know, you, that is such an important point because it is critical that it's done in advance. I think so many SaaS-based companies, service-based models um you know what i 've been in this space for 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 almost ten years now, and what i 've noticed is that i, I don 't think companies really realize that until they 're in year two or three, and they start to have a churn problem and they 're like, Oh my gosh, we have to go address this! <laughs> we need to build right. a great customer service team, and we need to add a customer success function and um we need to build out the journey and and so it's a super point because if if you start with with the um, uh, you know start with the end in mind you 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 know as a SaaS based provider you know you have to build a great experience that should be part of the product offering right and and I think if companies think that way and, and really put a focus on okay how do we deliver great great value and great service and how do we promote that to our customers I mean we never spoke about about our customer service teams as being a differentiator. Um, and, and ultimately, from a customer's standpoint, you know, if they're making a, a, an investment in a product, they want to know that, not you know, not only does that product serve their needs, but, but how are you going to ensure that they're getting the value for the money that they spent out of the product, um, and that you're going to take care of them. And, you know, our, we have customer, um, our both our customer success teams and our customer support teams, you know, continually are providing information on new new updates, new features, new things that we think will help our customers um, either reach the goals that they had when when they first bought bought, um, or may provide them with additional value um, down the road that they weren't even thinking of. And so I think it's that relationship um, that that is so important in in today's day and age, and and really it's it's changing the way that um, that you know, that, that I think we've thought about customer service uh, perhaps in the past.
0: Amy, this has been a great conversation and learning about really how important it is for companies to make sure that they have the culture right, the processes right, the uh, integration pieces right, the collaboration pieces right, and uh, the employees are able to do what they need to in order to keep customers happy on an ongoing basis. But where can people learn more about life size?
1: Absolutely. So um, we, uh, we can be found on lifesize.com. Uh, we also have a, a really um, thriving community. Our community can be found at community.lifesize.com.